0: Hey, before we get to this week's show, we want to tell you to try out the NPR One app for your phone. This week, Guy Raz's exclusive interview with TED curator Chris Anderson, where they discuss the TED phenomenon and the secrets to giving a great TED talk.
1: Find their conversation by searching TED Radio on the NPR One app, where you can also find stories from your local station and more great podcasts. NPR One is in your app store now. We're still stuck in a loop. We, uh, we
0: are taking the week off of making a new show this week, but we have, here in Chicago, we've been watching the Chicago Cubs play baseball better than they
1: usually do. So it seemed like a good opportunity to replay for you an episode where we visited Wrigley Field and went inside the Cubs scoreboard. You'll know we're
0: there when we start speaking in hushed tones. Hushed baseball-like tones, sort of
2: like this. All right, my name is Daryl Wilson. I'm a groundskeeper, and scoreboard operator. So
1: we should say we're inside a scoreboard. You're the one who changes the scores as people get hits during Cubs games.
2: Right, right. I control. Only game that I don't control is the Cubs, but every other game I'm in control of, just setting up the numbers and make sure the guys put the right scores in, zeros, pitching changes. And final scores. If you haven't seen
1: the scoreboard, it's not a jumbotron, it's all analog. Yeah. So when you're at a game, if you look at the scoreboard, all of the scores of all baseball games happening in the country are displayed there and they're put up by Daryl and his crew. They're all flipping over the numbers.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, Vanna White flipping over the letters on Wheel of Fortune if Vanna White was standing behind the, the big thing of letters. But you couldn't see her in her pretty dress, like that.
1: her beautiful blonde hair.
2: All right. This was like uh, right now. I'll be changing the uh, bottom of the ninth, and it's a, I say, a 12 by 12 inch plate. Maybe weighs about maybe two pounds. Metal, but it's a uh, really pretty sharp edges too. So that you, gotta beat. you have to hit it to pop it out, and it slides down. So when you flip it back over, you have to slide it back up with your hand on the edge. You want to get it in there. Sometimes you can't get in there real tight, so you start wiggling it. And if it don't go in, like this one This is where you start getting cut at. So, there you go. Those are the difficult ones. All right. So,
1: what did did you just do?
2: I was just just adding a zero on the bottom of the ninth. This will be the uh, Miami New York game, which is. that was just put a zero in the bottom of the nine for New York. You know, I, sometimes, especially late in the season, you a, a lot of people are
0: watching these scores. Do you ever turn over a number and then hear from
2: the crowd? Oh, uh, yeah, man. yeah. Like, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I had a two upside down for like two innings, <laughs> man. <laughs> I had no idea it was upside down. And people were screaming, you know, I'm not paying attention to it, And they're pointing at me, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, what? And they like pointing at something else and I got a phone call like, you got a two upside down. I think you need to change it. You know, phone calls are bad up here. You know, you don't <laughs> want this phone to ring, man, whatever, whatever happens. So you got to try to pay attention all the time.
1: As a fan sitting here in the seats that, that I guess you sit in when you, when you're not running around, this is a great, you get a great view of the field.
2: Yeah, right, you see everything, man. You see from the upper deck, bleachers, box seats. I mean, you got, you got a view the entire park and like the, um, Panoramic type view. Yeah, and
1: we're we're almost, I, th- I guess, dead center in center field. Do you ever get balls hit out this way?
2: I didn't even come close. I one guy, Glen Allen Hill, was the closest I seen. It went past the first floor window, and, and hit the apartment across the street. But uh, you know, it was, that was the closest I ever seen. I realize this
0: is not only a great place to watch the baseball game. This is probably the the only place in the stadium where you can see. All the spectators. What's the what's the craziest thing you've ever seen happen in the stands? Uh, it's a lot of crazy stuff I've seen.
2: I, um, I don't know. You know, the guy taking, uh, washing his hair in beer. Yeah, I see the guys taking baths in beer. Uh, different kind of shirts and stuff. A lot of flashing. A lot of flashing going on. <laughs> you see guys. You know, you see the guys sneaking in the booze bottles. You see them passing it behind. You know, the guy's got a pint over there. The guy got another. He's got a fifth over there. Or something like that. Oh, wait, so you have a pair of binoculars there. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to watch this. Now, the binoculars are for the pitchers' numbers, you know. When we change the cut pitchers, it's hard to see their numbers sometimes, so we use just that purpose only.
0: That You've never looked at anything else through no, those? No, absolutely not, no.
2: <laughs> you know, you, you said you don't don't get to watch
0: much of the game. H- has it ever happened, though, that, you know, it's just an, an amazing night and you get a little
2: bit distracted? Oh, all the time, man. That's that's bad, especially when they like the playoff races. You know, you sit here and watching, and, and um, I'll get I'll fall behind like six games. So you know, I'm sitting there like, come on, come on, we're cheering on, and I'll hit that. You know, before we had the laptop, we had ticker tape paper. You know, so you sit here and you hear it going, and you're watching the game, and you turn around, it's like ten feet behind you. You know, you got ten or twenty feet of paper you got to read through, and that takes a while to catch up. You know.
1: So these these uh, the numbers these slates you call them these metal slates they got sharp edges. Do you cut yourself on these?
2: All the time. You're gonna ble- <laughs> you're gonna bleed when you come in here, man. I mean, when you banging these plates, sometimes you got to punch them, kick them. You know, they kinda, they kind of get rough because it's so old and a little rusty. Sometimes you got to beat them, man. You got to get a little rough with them because they will get rough with you. If you don't know how to handle them.
0: So as many as 12 baseball games will be uh, going on this scoreboard at the same time. And when a game's on, it's really hot in here. Uh, it's just guys yelling at each other. It's, it's chaos. And
2: I'm in here screaming, you know, Freddy, you know, top game. And he's like, what? And I'm like, Freddy, Freddy, top game, bottom of the seven. He said, top of the seven. I said, bottom of the seven. And that's like, I mean, that's constantly every Sunday and every every night game. And it's like, it's hard to hear. So these guys keep saying, what? Next thing you know, you get a phone call. <laughs> you get a phone call, and like the Sox didn't score in that inning. I'm like, hey And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> These bleacher fans could be pretty, you know, it can be pretty brutal on us. And uh, you make a mistake, they'll be, you know, especially during the Cubs game, you know. Yeah. They're definitely on it all the time. So when you hear from them, when you hear people screaming, what kind of things are they saying at you? Uh, I don't think I should say that. <laughs> like, get your, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> what are you guys in there doing? I mean, sometimes guys start throwing stuff up at the scoreboard, like peanuts and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, cups, and you can hear them banging, you know, I think you can hear them banging on the bottom of it, to, you know, on the bottom of the digital readout board that's right below this. We can hear him hitting that and then we'll know something's wrong. You know, we'll look out the window. You'll see a guy pointing up here and he's screaming obscenities and calling y'all kind of this, does this, this, that. We sit in the scoreboard, so everything, you know, normally when you write, it's from left to right. But in here, it's from right to left. So if I would say uh, this would be the bottom game, the two bottom places that are sitting on this floor. Put a zero and top zero on the top of the first of your bottom game. So this would be the bottom game, bottom game. right? Nope, and here we're the, we're the, and here we're the opposite. Oh, so this is
1: the ninth inning.
2: The tenth, By the way, right, don't the worry turn. if you're right. not so following sorry, this. Bro, it's it's right. super confusing. Right it's,
0: that's kind of the point. It's amazing these guys can Seven. keep this all straight.
1: You gotta get up and move now. Six, five,
2: four, three, two, one. Okay. This one locks it in. It's like a little wing nut. You wanna turn that either way. Pull the board, uh, play it out, flip it around. You want to lay it right in between those two slots, slam it in, push in real hard to lock it. There you go. That's it. That's wow. how we do it. That's it. How'd that feel? Good. I didn't even <laughs> cut. I didn't cut myself. <laughs> you didn't hit the edges <laughs> yet? The edges are sharp. Do you have scars from? Uh... Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. You don't want to wear shorts up here either. You want to have some kind of pants on because these edges, you'll kick them. They'll fall on you. Hit your toes. You want to wear some nice. Sturdy gym shoes, and you drop one of these plates on your toes, man, that's that's pain. That's some serious pain.
0: I mean, I'm sure the team has good trainers and stuff take care of their injuries. Do they ever take a look at your your toe?
2: No. <laughs> no, you just you just grin and bear it, man. <laughs> Judges try to make it through the day where the Cubs win. Because uh, it hurts even more when they lose, you know, that bit's It's like, uh, yeah. I, I got hit by this plate and the Cubs lost. Know, you know, you get kind of pissed off. Right?
1: You got to be hurt a lot, I guess.
2: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's nice.
1: Support for this show comes from Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can avoid trips to the post office, buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your computer.
0: 600,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com, and right now you can use the promo code everything for a special offer. A four-week trial plus a digital scale and free postage. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone, and type
1: in everything. Support also comes from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Lagunitas began doing everything on a kitchen stove in Northern California in
0: 1993. From actually getting beers into bottles and onto the streets, Lagunitas looks to the future, from expanding the Petaluma Brewery to building a second in Chicago and soon a third in Azusa, California.
1: Lagunitas could probably make good beer on the moon if needed. Because wherever you go, beer speaks, people mumble. More mumblings at Lagunitas.com.
0: Hey, we're gonna we're gonna replay another thing for you that um, might be useful if you are traveling uh, this summer,
1: especially if you're taking a flight on Southwest. Now, Southwest uh, and some other airlines
0: now use this uh, boarding system where you get a number and that is where you get on the where you, where you can line up and you know choose your seat.
1: Well, they don't they don't have seat assignments. They don't tell you specifically where to sit. Right. And I have a way to beat this system. All right. What is it? So.
0: You know, most of these planes, they have three seats on either side a window, middle, and aisle. And I think uh, your impulse tells you when you get on the plane to find an empty row and get in it. Right. But what you want to do is you want to find a row with one person in it. Ideally, somebody who looks sick or somebody who has a baby, maybe. The kind of person that generally you don't want to sit next to on a plane. Take the the other seat with them, with, with a middle in
1: between you. So if they're in the aisle, I would take that window seat. Right. And the thinking here because we haven't talked about this, the thinking here is that no one else is going to want to sit in that middle seat right next to the gross person.
0: Yes, if by the grace of God it's not a full plane, that gives you your best chance
1: to have an empty seat next to you. You have to sit next to a sick person or a baby. What do I do, though, if someone does that to me? What if I'm sitting in a row and someone takes the seat uh, opposite me?
0: Life is is filled with opportunities for self-examination.
1: Am I gross? Yes. We heard from Joe. Joe says he listens to How to Do Everything while scanning legal documents. All day, he scans legal documents. Joe, these next 15 seconds are for you. Joe, I I think the perfect song
0: for you uh, is Judas Priest's Breaking the Law. Breaking the Law.
1: Do you think he's just scanning them with his eyes? Like he's not reading them closely? He's just kind of going over them kind of quickly? Yeah, it's a weird job, but uh, secure. Hey, Joe, did you get that uh, brief on the uh, Tennyson case? Yeah, yeah. I just kind of skimmed through it. Would you say he scanned it, Joe? I definitely scanned it. Well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian?
0: I, I learned that uh, at, at a baseball game, someone is watching over everything you do. No Nowhere is private. You mean like the scoreboard guys? Yeah, but, you know, it's like, it's nice knowing that someone up there is watching over us. Like a guardian Daryl. May, maybe he governs our actions. Maybe he just observes. But I think we should pay tribute to Daryl Above.
1: I, I think it would be great if Daryl kept score for all the things I did right during a baseball game. like if I went and got beer for everybody and I successfully made it back to my seat without spilling like three beers. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that up up there. Or if someone said something and I was like real quick with a funny comeback. well, I guess he didn't make it to second base. yeah, one up there on the scoreboard. Yeah, for quips.
0: How to Do Everything is produced by Nadia Wilson with technical direction from Lorna White.
1: Our intern, this is from an old show back then, our intern was Seth Kelly. Remember him? I do. Thanks, Seth. Get us your questions at howto at npr.org. You can visit our website, howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. This show is now over. We're going to be done talking in a few minutes. So
0: we suggest you listen to something else rather than be alone with your thoughts. Uh, Check out the new Code Switch podcast hosted by Gene Demby and Shireen Marisol-Miraji. Code Switch is a podcast that helps us understand how race and identity crash into everything else in our lives. This
1: week, they tackle the subject of whiteness. What does it mean? Why is it important that we figure out how to talk about it?
0: Find Code Switch on the NPR One app and at npr.org slash podcasts.